Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for everything you have done for us. Thank you for giving us life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Thank you for always being there for us, Father God. Father God, we ask you as we partake in your word that you give us wisdom and knowledge to be able to understand your word, Father God. We ask you right now to um, help us to apply it to our life as well, Father God. Father God, we also ask you that uh, we just like to thank you for watching over us as we sleep at night. Watch over us as we go through our week, Father God. And we just, we're so grateful and we thank you so very much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, key, key verse today is Galatians 4 and 5. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own child. Children, subject, we are adopted to Christ. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you time to say it if you like. I'm thirsty for Christ. I'm free. I am adopted to Christ. I am filled with joy. This verse today, as I read, as I read it on my lunch break, I kept it kept standing out to me. As the Holy Spirit began to minister to me about certain things, he said to me that we are his own. We are his, his because God sent his son to bring not only grace and mercy, but freedom. He broke the change that kept us abound. Some of us are still hurt from past incidents in life. Some of us are traumatized. And we think it's no way to find freedom from these things. But I'm here to tell you, friend, that Jesus is, is honest and he is real. He he freed me from the pain and loneliness and emptiness I felt because when I gave my life to him, I became his no one were a slave to the law in this world. God wants someone to know today you aren't your past, you aren't your moments of disappointment, you aren't your failure, you aren't slaves to this world, you are his. He wants you to know that you were bought at a price, you had a debt and it's been paid. You aren't the tail, you are the head. You are beautifully, wonderfully made. Don't worry about what someone label you as, don't worry about how the world views you. You are free. Verse six and seven. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of the son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. These verses tells us that we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us and that our souls are crying out to our father. We aren't slaves to liquor. We aren't slaves to to sex and slaves to drugs, slaves to the world, but we are his heir. We have better a better home. We have a citizenship somewhere else because we are his. A lot of this dealt with abandonment, not being part of a family, not being loved. But God is saying today, you are love beyond measure. You are love beyond comprehension. Galatians 3.26, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. We are sons of God through our faith. We must believe that he says this in his word. We must believe that when Jesus died, he died for us. When we, when he died, he gave us freedom and grace. We must have faith that through our worst days, he still loves us. We must have faith that when we sin, he forgives us and comforts us through it all. Why? Because his word says so. Colossians 1, 13 through 14. For 
He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transfers us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. In Colossians, it tells us again, we are rescued from the darkness and transferred into the kingdom where his son is, who purchased our freedom with his life. When we gave, when we gave ourselves by faith to God, he gave us an he forgave us and gave us freedom. He forgave us and gave us a chance to get it right. We must put in action by reading our word and become wise about living in righteousness. In our word, it tells us what we shouldn't let ourselves do anymore. We have to allow our ears to hear the Holy Spirit speak so that we can hear, so he can help us apply the word to our life. We must also pray. We must also connect with the true vine. We must allow ourselves to become vulnerable so the word of God may penetrate this heart of stone and make it into a heart of flesh. We can't live under faith and have heart of stone. We can't live in the light and live in rebellious ways that we are used to. We have to let go of what we know and learn that we don't know so that we can walk in the light of God. Verse 22, yet now he was reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as, as you stand before him without a single fault. When we become children or child, a child of God, we are washed in the blood and then we can stand blameless before God because of what Jesus did. Nothing we will ever do will help us to be blameless. Only Christ can be free, can free us from our selfish and shameless, shameful ways. Only God can free us from our hearts full of sin. But we must submit and commit to Christ in every way. Today, if you feel like you didn't know these things we spoke of, you, you didn't know Christ saved you or that you didn't know that you're, you are someone to Christ, you are his child. Now you know, you know why the enemy is trying so hard to make you appease your flesh so you won't be Christ's child. Now you know why he tempts you to come back to, to darkness because in the light you are walking with authority, which is what Christ is giving you because he lives inside of you and me. So walk in your authority. Walk as a child of God, knowing he loves you and he'll never leave you or forsake you. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to stay under, under and near you to be free from what we are feeling. Help us to draw near to you and not get so caught up in what others are saying. Help us to ignore what the enemy tries to distract us with. Lord, we desire to make you happy in every way. Forgive us if we forget our promises and forget your word. Lord, every day you give to us more and more grace. We are thankful. We are thankful for every minute you we are in your presence and for everything you have given us. Father, we renounce anything that's in our life that isn't of you. We declare an abundance of supply of favor over our life. We release anything that is keeping us from receiving the blessings you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's key verse is, I mean, today's topic is we are adopted to Christ. See, a lot of times we get caught up into what other people are saying about us and we get so caught up on what happened there, right? You know, what happened? We are a failure because we keep failing at doing what God asks us to do. If God asks us to stay away from a certain sin, the Bible tells us to stay away from a certain sin and we keep failing because we keep going back to that sin. Maybe we are a failure. 
Maybe we are shameful. Maybe we can't get anything right. No. No, you're not a failure. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's people now and people before you have walked the same path, have had these same issues. And they kept picking themselves up and trying again. They kept relying on the Holy Spirit to help them get it right. They kept staying in their prayer closet day in and day out, praying that they get it right. These people knew that they needed God. These people knew they needed the Holy Spirit to make it through. The thing is, is that when you fall, you realize this is the mistake you made. And you realize this is the sin that you keep falling to. And you, you go to God in your prayer closet. That's why prayer is important. One of the key things for and one of the most important keys in a building relationship with Christ is prayer. That's why you go to God, like we said, I think, not last devotional, but the devotional before that is about being sincere when we pray to God. Being honest. God, this is what I'm struggling with. I'm having a real issue here that I keep committing the same sin. That I notice that when this happened, this triggers me to do this. We have to be careful and be mindful that when God or when the Holy Spirit shows us what is causing us to fall into temptation, don't do it. Don't sit there and meddle in it. Because what happens is most of us, when we see that this is what brings us to temptation, we sit there and meddle in it. We don't go pray. We don't um, speak out and say, God, I need you. We, we don't say anything. We just kind of let it go and go with the flow. No, that's not what you do, my friend. When you feel yourself going into temptation, you stop what you're doing. You walk away if you can walk away. You get up, take a walk if you can take a walk. Or you get up and go to your prayer closet. Or you get on your knees and you say, Father, this is where I'm at. I'm right here. And I have no control. It seems I have no control. Please help me. And he will hear you. So it's nothing to be shameful of because you failed. It's nothing to be shameful of because... Of because of your past, people are going to bother you about your past, but you tell them now that you belong to Jesus and that you're a child of God and that you're a heir to the kingdom and that whatever they're talking about now was you, but you are now his. You can't allow what the enemy throws at you about what you used to be and how you used to act. You can't allow that to bother you because if you do every time he does it, you're going to get weak and you're going to cry or you're going to get weak and you're going to think this is who you really are and it's not. We are children of God. We are beautifully made. We are the head and not the tail. We are conquerors. And we have to stay positive about these things. We have to stay faithful about these things and know that he said in his word. And because he said it in his word is true. We must have faith that wherever he says in his word applies to us. And his promises are true. His promises are real. It's not just something he spoke. One of his promises is that those that keep their mind on me will have perfect peace. That's a true fact. I've had times where the enemy would throw things at me. And the only thing I have to do is close my eyes and say, Jesus, and Jesus' presence, his, his Holy Spirit presence will fall into the room. Why? Because I put my mind on 
him. I concentrate on the word of God. I concentrate on the goodness of God. I concentrate on things that I desire to have. That I know he's going to give me one day. And his peace settled behind me. We have to understand that we walk in authority because we have Jesus living on the inside. It's nothing we did. It's nothing great that we have ever done. We can never do anything to have that authority, to, to put place that authority in ourselves. No, it's not it's not only just for the elite. It's not only for just people that that's that has titles. No, it's not only for people that's been working, that's been walking this path of righteousness for years. No, it's for anyone. I want to tap into the authority that God has given them. God has given us all this authority, but it's up to us that we activate it and use it, that we allow the Holy Spirit to show us how to use it. Because any time we use the authority of God, it's not nothing that we've done. It's, the, it's because Christ allowed the Holy Spirit to use us. So let's look at some Bible verses. Well, First is a part of this devotion I wanted to look at if I can find it. Okay, I already spoke on that, so I won't I won't um re-speak on it. If you have your Bibles, go to Galatians 4 and 7. If you have time today, read the whole book at, uh the whole chapter four in Galatians. It's a, it's a good read. And it will give you a little more on um, what's going on in this Bible verse. Um, I can only put so much in here. I would love to, to break down the whole verse. I'm trying to get Bible study together, but I have had this website thing to come up. So I had to do the website before I do Bible study. But I'm trying to create up a Bible study where we have a Bible study weekly. And um, so I'm working on that. The Holy Spirit is working on me with that. Galatians 4 and 7. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God made you his heir. See, it just confirmed what I just said. Now you are no longer slaves to God, slaves, but you're God's own child. You belong to God. When Jesus climbed up on the cross and he died, he spoke his last breath. And he died and rose again. We became his child. We have the opportunity now to be his child. But it's up to us to accept it. And some of us say, oh, I accepted it. I, I know I belong to God. Once saved, always saved. No. No. Some of us re need to rededicate our life to Christ. Some of us need to go back and tell Christ, I'm sorry for the sins I've done. Just because you're, you're born again and just because you have grace, we have talked about this, doesn't mean that you have the right to continue to fall into sin. Oh, I have grace. I have grace. Don't want to overdo it. If you have a problem like that, that you keep falling into, you need to do some prayers. Have to take some time and pray to God. Because if you don't feel the least bit guilty when you commit a sin, there's a problem. Because either one, you haven't been listening to the Holy Spirit, or two, the Holy Spirit has stopped talking because you have ignored him so long. When I sin, I feel immediate guilt. I feel a heaviness on me because I have sinned. And I have to go down and say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Help me to get this right. Help me not to say this. Help me not to do this. And he helps me. 
But if you feel no kind of shame, no kind of uh, guilt, more, more so guilt, not shame, but more guilt that you have committed this sin, then you need to seriously pray and ask God to, to allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you again. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your God. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your shepherd. Because what's happening is, is that the Holy Spirit has totally just stopped talking because you have ignored him. And it says, my sheep hear my voice. Do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit calling you out of whatever you're doing? Do you hear the Holy Spirit telling you to stop? Because what's happening is a lot of us don't stop. Because it makes our flesh feel good. And we're not taking that account that when our flesh feels good, most likely what we're doing is a sin. It's, it's, not, it's not what God wants us to do. Now, I'm not saying that happiness and joy and, and those things that shouldn't be in your life. But if you're committing a sin and you know it's a sin and most likely it feels like a sin, you need to ask God to help you deliver yourselves from it. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2 is Philippians 1 and 27. If you have your Bible, go to Philippians 1, 2, and 7. I have always made a mistake to go to Philippians. Philippians? And um, that is always wrong. So if you can, go to Philippians 1, 2, and 7. Okay, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and, a, and, and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. We're going to look at this part here. Above, above no. I'm going to read it and I'm going to stop it where, where, where we're coming from. Above all, you must live as citizens of Christ. Heaven, this is the part. Conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ, then rather I come and see you again or I only hear about you. We have to conduct ourselves in a manner that's worthy of Christ. Not a manner of whatever we want to act like. See, when we act like our past, people are going to assume we are our past. You see what I'm saying? But if you acting and conducting yourself different, then people won't assume that you are your past and that you haven't been that you have been delivered. But if you're out here doing the same thing that you was doing before you got saved, what else was they supposed to think? Well, they think I, I'm my past. That, that offended me. What are you out here doing? Are you smoking and drinking? Are you out here clubbing? Are you out here bumping and grinding? Are you out here fussing and starting fights? If you are, yes, they're going to think you are your past. They're going to think you haven't been saved. But if you're out here spreading the good news of God and you're out here telling people how God has changed your life, if you're out here not cussing folks out and letting people buy and showing mercy and kindness, no, they, they, they won't say that you are your past. They can try it, but they know that you're not by your actions. Our actions speak louder than words, and that's a true thing even in the spiritual world. Our actions speak louder than our words. Because with our words, is just words. But when we act in a way that's according to God, and we speak, and we're speaking in the authority of God, that has power. It's a difference. 
Our actions must be louder than what our words are. Our actions must be louder than what we what we do, what we say. We can say all day that we're saved. We can say all day that Christ delivered me. Now I'm a new creature. But what is your action saying? Are you praying? Are you going to church? Are you meditating? Are you fasting? Must be different. We must be different. Let's look at our last final verse. Go to Isaiah 55 and 1. Isaiah 55 and 1. 50, um, Isaiah is right after Song of Solomon, if you haven't a problem finding it. Almost there. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. If you have no money, come. Take your choice of wine and milk. It's all free. This is what God is saying to us today. Come to me if you're thirsty. Come to me if you need something to drink. Come to me if you have no money. Come to me. He's beckoning everyone of any kind of race, uh, social status, uh, financial status. He's calling anyone and everyone to him. He's not picking and choosing this person, that person, because the way someone physically looks. See, we will sit here all day and pick apart someone's looks and what they do and how they look and what they ride in and, and their financial status. But God doesn't care about none of that. He doesn't care that you just got you a Land Rover. He doesn't care that you have over $100,000 in your account. He doesn't care if you, even riding a hoopty. They used to call it a hoopty. I don't know what they call it now. You know, They don't care. He don't care. He doesn't care... If, you, if you're living in a box, he don't care if you're living in a car. He's calling you to him. He's calling you to come drink. I will provide for you. I will give you living water that you no longer have to worry about running out. I can feed you and take care of you and give you money to take care of yourself. Just come. Come sit with me. Come be with me. That's how easy it is to go into the Lord and spend time in his presence. You don't need all this lavish words. And if you have a degree to use a degree to talk to Christ and, and say all these lavish things. No, he just needs you to sit and be under him. He's telling us today that I can provide for you, my child, because you're mine. Don't worry about what people say. Because people are just people and people are going to talk whether you're doing something good or whether you're doing something bad. That's just how people are. And no matter what you do and no matter how hard you try to make yourself be different, it doesn't matter to people. People are still going to say what they say. The worst thing I could have done the first three months that I got, gave my life to God, I, I tried to make everything perfect. I tried to make myself perfect until one day the Holy Spirit said, you know what you're doing? I said, no, no, sir. He said, you're trying to make yourself perfect and you can't. He said, you're trying to make yourself 
seem like you can do all this by yourself and you can't. I said, yeah, but if I just try to do this, I try. He said, no. He said, everything you can do have to come through me. Everything that you're doing right comes through me. He said, you're not doing anything but wearing yourself out. He said, that's why you're so tired. That's why you're so aggravated. He said, stop leaning on yourself to stop sinning. True enough, when we sin, it's up to us to say yes or no. But I was making the decision on everything, on every level. And you're going to wear yourself out. Today, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you to come to me. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell you that you are his. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell you that you're not a failure. And I'm not looking at what you ride. I'm not looking at your bank account. I'm not looking at what you are made because you are made the way I wanted you to be made. I know every hair on your head. I just need you to come to me so I can love you, so I can take care of you. And some of us need that in our lives. We just need someone to love us, someone to take care of us, someone to hear our woes. We must remember we're adopted by Christ. And when we're adopted by Christ, we are taken care of beyond measure. And no one can stop that with their words. Only we can stop it with our actions. Hope you all enjoyed this devotional. I did. Um, this reminded me a lot of what grace and mercy and how much he loved me. And it's this song that um, I like to listen to. Let me see if I can play it. I try to play y'all music that I like so y'all can hear it. Hold on. It's on my other phone. Trying to find it. Mm, okay. Trying to go in in another way. Sorry. If you got to go, it's fine. But I wanted you to hear this song. Here. Call back to life. He brought you back to life. Let me try forward to this part. This is it. The enemy thought he had you. The Jesus said that you are his. The enemy thought he had you. But Jesus said you are his. This one right here. The enemy can think he have you. But Jesus said you are his. The enemy thought he had you. But Jesus said you are his. Let me tell you something, people, real quick. That it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It doesn't matter what the enemy whispers in your ear. It matters what Christ is saying to you today. That you are his. Hope you all are having a blessed night. And remember, Jesus loves you. 
I love you too. Okay, bye.